Welcome to the Minimalist Home Podcast, where you can declutter your mind for a happier and healthier life. I am Robin. I am a mom to three awesome teen boys. I'm a registered nurse. I'm married to a great guy, and I have three awesome cats. But our house has 80% ADHD. So join us on our journey to understand why clutter invades our lives with a dose of light and chatty humor. Because let me tell you, in this house, since we've decluttered, life is simpler. Not 100% easier, but simpler. We are going to explore practical tips, spiritual insights, and real life stories to break free from the chaos. I'm going to have some awesome guests on and sometimes some awesome co-hosts. So hit that subscribe button as we embark on this unique adventure. Welcome to the Minimalist Home Podcast. Welcome back to the Minimalist Home Podcast. I have Lindsay, who is an amazing relationship coach. She's also a nurse and has worked with me before. Lindsay, welcome back. Thank you for having me always. I learn stuff every time and I feel like it is a personal minimalizing session for me. Well, you know what? <laughs> I get so much out of your relationship content that it is just, it's perfect. It's symbiotic. It's, it's great. I love it. Beautiful. So today I want to share some habits that people who are living in decluttered homes or minimalist homes, they are doing that often other people are not doing. And the people who are not doing these might be like, ah, like why can't I get over these like decluttering barriers? And it's because some of these habits just make it so easy to continue living in a decluttered home. And why would you want to live in a decluttered home? Can you think of any reasons, Lindsay? No, <laughs> I was going to say because it's comfortable and change is hard, but I don't actually want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the reason why I absolutely love, ever since we decluttered our home, it feels so good because first of all, the stress level is so much lower. I get really bothered by clutter. It really makes me feel anxious. It just makes me feel like I can't relax because the work is not done. And so since I've decluttered, I can relax. I know where things are usually, unless my family's picked it up and moved it around. Uh, cleaning or cooking well cleaning is easier because I don't have to move a ton of stuff like it's sort of just like you just like vacuum and that's where it is sometimes yeah I mean certainly our house does get messy from time to time and it's easy to it's easy to clean it's easy to put things away it's easy to cook because usually it's sort of like you know you don't have to make space unless it's just like dishes that have to be moved it's it's just it's just nice I love it Mm -hmm. I will say just as you're saying that, that when I come to your house, I feel calm mm. and like Zen, like it feels like a very calming environment. And I do have a cluttered home. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so yeah, just noticing like that contrast, it's not just about like being somewhere else. It actually does feel like really calm in your home. Oh, good that's job. good. Well, thank <laughs> you. Well, that's the other thing too. And I have told this story before and I'm going to tell it again. So my, my, my mom has three sisters. One of them lives in town here and two of them don't. And the two that don't, they came to visit. And then lo and behold, they showed up at my house. First of all, 
I like a little bit of notice before somebody pops over. I like literally even just 10 minutes would be good just so I mentally know I'm going to be socializing. But at the very least, maybe like maybe I'm like drying on my bras by the fireplace or something. Right? Like sometimes. Is that regular practice? Well, I do dry a lot. <laughs> I do air dry a lot of things. And sometimes like I stopped caring a lot about that, but it happens. So that's one thing. But so if like, say, you know, a couple we know decide to come visit and then all of a sudden, oh, my bras are like drying by the fireplace. Not ideal. Not <laughs> ideal. And there are some people, some cultures were just dropping over. It's like, fine. I, I've i never liked it, but that that's just the way it is. Uh, but anyway, so my mom and my aunts, two of my aunts, they popped, they just dropped over and I was, my house was messy and this was before our decluttering journey at the same time though. I was, I was mad and my mom, she knew it too. <laughs> I was not happy. And my aunts, like anytime I tell this story, they will be like, I'm one of those, I was one of those aunts and it didn't bother me. And I'm like, <laughs> but it bothered me. So now when people come by, you know, even if it's a little messy, like just because, you know, the teenagers and whatever haven't picked up their stuff, at least it's not what it was, <laughs> you know, like it's so much better. So I'm happy about that <laughs> for sure. So I'm glad to hear that you, you enjoy being here and that it's calming. That's good. <laughs> so the first tip, the first habit that a lot of people who are declutter do is mindful purchasing. Now, this is something not everybody would think of right away, but I think that the that minimalism and just in general living in a decluttered home starts before stuff comes in the home. Because a lot of people they will say like decluttering or minimalism is wasteful because they're just thinking of the amount of stuff you're taking out. Now, no matter what, that stuff is going to have to leave your home at some point, whether you're dead or alive. If you want to live with a bunch of clutter around you for your entire life, I guess it's not going to be until after you're gone. But the main thing is, and the best way to help the environment as far as like your clutter goes is just consuming less, bringing less in, but also your environment will be cleaner, right? Like you just bought an air fryer. You just got an air fryer for Christmas. And what did you do to prepare for that? I, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it called out. <laughs> it called out. I, I took what was in the place where it was going and I put it in the closet and did not put it back in its rightful spot uh, post-Christmas. It was a bunch of Christmas decorations um, that I would still, uh, I'm going to put away. Um, and, and I got rid of two things um, because I knew I had hoped that that would be a gift that I would get for Christmas. Um, but then also when I did get the gifts for Christmas, yeah, I got rid of two things. So that was how I prepared for that. And I also... Um, just like knew where it was going to go, like thought about where is this going to go? Is there actually even space for this before we've been asked for the air fryer for Christmas? Yeah. And that's, that's what I love is mindful purchasing. So number one, like, where is it going to go? 
So you made room and you're dealing with those things that you moved and that's fine, right? Like you do what works for you, but mindful purchasing, like do, and you, you had, you knew ahead of time you wanted this, like it wasn't like a impulse buy and you were just like, okay, we want this. I know where it wants to go. Like usually when I buy something, I'm very thoughtful about it ahead of time. Um, I did just buy a new ice cream maker, but we swapped it out with the old one. And it makes a lot more sense because it could be a lot more personalized for each person. But just being aware, like, do we need this? Am I going to declutter this later? And where is it going to go? So that's the first habit is mindful purchasing. Now, another thing that I love is the tidying up daily. Now, a lot of people who are living in a decluttered minimalist home, they tidy tidy up every day. And Cass uh, from the Clutterbug YouTube channel, she has her non-negotiables at the end of the day that she does every day. She always wipes the kitchen counter. I can't remember the other one. No, I wipe the kitchen counter. <laughs> I think that's one of the things though that she does is she always does a quick pickup, a quick tidy. And that is one of the things we started, I remember it was back in 2020 because so many things that happened in 2020 are memorable, but we started with our family at seven o'clock. Everybody walks around and picks up their stuff. I like that. I really like that. Yeah. And it is truly so much easier. Like when I think about that, it's just so much easier to have your non-negotiables when you don't have all this stuff. So you actually have a place to put the things. Like if you're going to clean the counter, there's actually a space for those things to go somewhere. Like if that was my non-negotiable, that would feel, I might feel like, overwhelming to me if I was like I'm going to clean the counter but there's actually nowhere for any of this to go yeah exactly and that's the thing one of the people who I um, was coaching before she just kept having to buy more and more store well this is actually a very common thing she would just buy more and more storage because she said like there just was like nothing to put like there was just no room anywhere yeah and <laughs> yeah and so the the third habit is regular decluttering sessions. And once you get those decluttering sessions done, tidying up every day is so much easier. So I love the habit stacking. I love to tie, to anchor our decluttering to something we're doing, whether it's lunch, whether it's breakfast, meals are very easy. Even if it's just like, I brushed my teeth. Now I'm going to quickly declutter, like whatever it is, getting home from work, something. And, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be like a huge amount of time. Even just 15 minutes a day for a year is over 90 hours of decluttering. Like how much could you get done? Do you think you could declutter your whole house in that amount of time? Oh my gosh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, anytime I say to people like in a year, they're like, no, don't say it's going to be a year. I'm like, but you've been trying to declutter this long already. Like I was just going to say that sounds so hopeful to get it done in a year. Oh, it's good. Just, I haven't done it in the last 20. Well, and, and it's because like you're no matter what a year, and this is what I always say to my husband. I'm like, a year is going by no matter what, no matter what that year is going to go by. Why not make your environment somewhere that you love by just tacking that. And even like 30 minutes a day is 182 and a half minutes or hours a mm -hmm. year, 182 and a half. Like that's crazy. 
Isn't that so much like that's, I find that super duper encouraging. So when you have that decluttered home, you have that space to tidy up. You have that space to put away, which is so, so helpful. And I love it. Now, another thing that people who are minimalist or have decluttered or live in tidy homes is that they have more limited decor items. Now, some people, they hate this. And I made a video minimalist versus maximalism and the people who are maximalists, like they, what's very interesting about it is they have a lot of stuff, but it seems very orderly. So they will have, uh, like almost like collections of things. And it's, to me, it looks like a lot of work just to dust at the very least, like, oh my gosh. Now, you could almost consider that a little more aesthetically pleasing if you were to keep it somewhat organized. Because for me, when I'm in my home, like I always say, like if I go to a hotel, I find it so relaxing because there's not a lot of visual stimuli. And it's that visual stimuli that can actually like increase our stress levels and make it not as comfortable to be at home. Like the whole point is that home should be like this amazing, comfortable place that you love to be, that feels really good. And if your stuff is stressing you out, like doesn't, can you think of like a crazier thing to be like, oh, my stuff stresses me out. Like of mm -hmm. all the things in life that could stress us out. Yeah. Our, our stuff. Our things. <laughs> our things. <laughs> and people. My things say, that I think that I like. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. it's like, so if you're not using it, I mean, well, what, what kind of options are there? So limited decor. One of the things I use to, I, I put out often is like mostly sentimental things. And I do have stuff like I call myself minimalist light because I, I have, I have stuff. I use stuff. I like decor, I like some things, but I don't like to go overboard. I don't like to be overwhelmed. I hate our bookshelf. I'm going to declutter that at some point, but I'm not going to jump into that until I'm like ready, but just sort of like being intentional about what our surroundings are like. Mm -hmm. Side note, are there people who identify as maximalists? Yes. I've never heard of this. You got to check out the video. I'll I link it below. I haven't watched it. <laughs> I think I did it over a year ago. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, yeah. That makes a ton of sense though of minimal. it, And it's sometimes you don't notice, like when you were talking about like people having collections, I have a lot of mugs. I'm obsessed with mugs of all different things. I love picking out my mug in the morning. It is a very special part of my day. And for a long time, I had them, we have like this little corner section on the counter that's raised. I had all my mugs there and mm. I love looking at them and it's amazing. Yeah. And then mm. I got some different stuff, cleaned that off, put them in the counter and just had a few things there. And I could not believe how different I felt. Mm. It felt so good. Oh, really? But if you would have at any time, yeah. my mom maybe brought it up in the past of like all the mugs there I would just be like there's no way I'm moving them they make me feel so good I love them so much and I didn't realize that like I can love them and they can be in the cupboard <laughs> and yeah. having them out was actually like not serving me in any way mm -hmm. whatsoever so that was very interesting I love that you know what I did it was 
So I have my amber mug now, which keeps everything hot for a while. And I love it. So I like to keep it on its coaster, as they call it, which charges it. But what I did (laughs) way back um, when I started developing these habits is I would get, because I make tea and I use loose tea and I use a strainer and all these things, is I would set that out the night before. And it just felt so good to come and have my tea nice and ready. I had all of my stuff there prepared. It just made me think of that when you said your mugs. I, I love that you have that as your your part of your day is choosing your mug. And I think that's I love, great yeah. because you use them. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. But just not recognizing that they made me not feel good to have them yeah. But I also love that you take such good care of your mug that it has its own little warm coaster. Well, it's it charged, <laughs> that's mug it's, love. It's basically a charger, but yeah. <laughs> Sounds very cute. I love, and another thing is the designated space. So you, and this is, so again, like if we're going through our decluttering journey, you do your decluttering and you don't need to be like, oh, like once I declutter, then I can like start all these things. No, like say you start, say you declutter your mug part of your kitchen and maybe you started by creating space in the cupboard. And then once you did that, then you put your mugs in there and you're like, now my mugs have a place. They have a designated place, which is great. And then in the future, say you were like, oh, I want another mug or somebody wants to give me a mug. You can say, is there room in the mug cupboard? Do I want to make any decisions around the mugs I have in there? Or just like if, if you wanted to continue collecting them, because I, I honestly, I don't, if people use things, I, I don't have a problem with people keeping anything, but if you're like, well, then there's going to have to be another shelf. So then you're being aware of them having the designated place. Right. Yeah. That makes total sense. And I did get rid of stuff in order for them to go in there. So yay me. Yay you. And, and you did that too with your air fryer. You said, yeah. I'm uh-huh. I, I'm going to put it here. So it has its designated place, which is absolutely great. What's your favorite thing you've made in your air fryer? Um, we I made a soup. Honestly, anything that I've made, hard boiled eggs was very exciting because... <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, I don't usually make things. So to feel like cooking has become fun because we got it. We've made yeah. soups and um, hard boiled eggs and risotto and fish. Like we've made mm. lots of things already and it just feels fun and exciting. That's great. Mm-hmm. And and see what I like about that. And you did something that is another habit of mine when it comes to like my minimalist and decluttered home. And that is to make it fun. So it's novel right now, (laughs) but you hate cooking. Like you've said, I hate cooking. So how can you make it more fun? You have an air fryer that made it more fun. You made space, you prepared for it. And what I say to people when they're going to declutter is like, how can you make this fun? So for me, I'm always like, I'm all about the AirPods and podcasts and audiobooks, And I listen to music when I exercise, but not when I cook or anything, but how can you make it fun? And that's what you did. So it's like recognizing that you're prioritizing your home, being clean. This is a part of your life now and you're going to enjoy it. And same with you. You're like, I'm going to cook. I'm going to use my air fryer and I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Cause my fiance was like, 
we could just hard boil the eggs in the pot. <laughs> so I was like, nope, never done it before. Why would I start now? I right. put them in the air fryer. So yeah. Well, it's does. probably easier. It is. I mean, is it? But it is. Well, whatever. <laughs> hey, I, it's I, fun. I it's appreciate fun. it. It's fun, mm-hmm. right? Why not do the thing that is fun? I love that. Uh, the other thing that you did that I really love is you did the one in one out rule. You actually did the one in two out rule, right? I love how this turned into just celebrating all my wins. You're amazing. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I did do that for sure. Yeah. And I, I think that's really good. Uh, another habit that a lot of decluttered and minimalist people have is they use a lot less paper. They have a more of a paperless approach for a lot of people. Now you may have heard of digital clutter. I'm sure you are experiencing digital clutter as so many of us are, but when I'm getting in my husband's work, they just switched our long-term or not, what is it called? Extended health over to a different company. And every single time somebody got a prescription, anything happened, they sent a letter and we're like, yep, this happened. You went to the chiropractor. Like Talk about wasteful, wasteful for paper, wasteful for, um, postage. I mean, I'm sure Canada post was happy, but overall it's, it's ridiculous. Right. And so then that comes in, we need to shred it and recycle the paper. And, you know, there's do there's, there's rumors that that doesn't even always happen. So that's ridiculous. So I love the idea of having a paperless approach. And one of the best things that I do is I sign up for things to be digital. So I went on to this company's website and I changed it so that everything is just, I don't even need an email. I don't want an email. I want to be able to, for something like that, I'm like, let me just be able to log in and it be there. When it comes to like a bill, like say for our electricity or whatever, email that to me. And then if I want to save that, there's a really habit or fun thing. I say fun because I'm like such a nerd, but I like go to print it. But then instead of print, you go save as a PDF. So then you don't print it. You just automatically save it as PDF and you're saving yourself that space. And then organize that in a folder, not just everything in the downloads, which is so what I have done. I don't even want to talk about it. <sighs> <I know. laughs> what a nightmare. What a nightmare. Yeah. My downloads are full. Um, mm-hmm. Love that you find that fun. And <laughs> yeah, I really do. I'm like, I hear it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that I'm just thinking when I get the mail of the thing, like the bill or whatever it is, I do feel like I need to hang on to this yeah. all the time, no matter what it is. I'm like, this is probably something that I'm going to need when really, if it was just, yeah, in my email or saved in a folder or whatever, then it's just there. Um, and I actually probably don't need to hang on to it. Like it's probably not going to be required at any point to pull out some of the millions of letters that I have sent. Um, yeah, so I like that. Yeah. It's funny too, because I looked up 
um, I did a video. Oh gosh. I'm not sure how long ago it was probably over a year and a half ago. And it was about paper clutter. And I, you know, it's, you definitely want to save everything you're going to need for your taxes in case you're going to be audited one day. And each country is different. I forget. I, Canada and the U S one is seven, one is five, you know, look it up. And it's, it's like saving the stuff that you need. What stuff won't you need? And I have a binder of important paperwork. So I have like marriage certificate, uh, birth certificates or somewhere else, but you know, like insurance is there, car insurance, car purchases, anything like that. It's, it's, it's one binder. It's a thick binder. Like it's about two inches thick. It's not crazy though. That's it for like the important paperwork that I need to keep. And I can go through it, go cycle out, you know, every time you do your taxes, you can like get rid of the stuff from last year and really using less paper. Paper is one of those things that just stresses people out because every single piece needs a decision to be made. And that can wear us down. Totally. Like, definitely not the way I normally think about paper, but every single piece is a decision. Yes. And that is why it feels stressful and yucky. And that's clutter, right? Clutter is basically, it's a representation of of indecision in a lot of cases, right? Yeah. 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 So bombs. Yes. (laughs) Dropping the bombs. (laughs) Uh, another thing that a lot of minimalist people do and people who are living in decluttered homes is they look at gifts differently than a lot of people do. So when they are giving a gift, they often will be very mindful about the kind of gifts they're giving. So perhaps it's a gift that is useful that a person can use. And I always love to use the example of in little women where they were giving each other their Christmas presents and one's like, I got pencils. And then, you know, like they're really happy about getting an orange and like a consumable gift. I love it. I love consumable gifts. My husband got like a whole whack of like salamis and stuff for my mom. Such a great gift. Um, and And so it's like being thoughtful. Okay. Like what is it that this person's going to like? And that's what everybody wants to do when they're giving a gift. But so often then people start worrying, oh no, like, um, they, I don't know what to get them. So I'm just going to like get them like a sweater or something. And, and then it's like, they're not using it. So being really like mindful about gift giving experience gifts are so good. Experience and consumable gifts are absolutely my hands down my favorite. So gift giving for the giving, but then as for the receiving, this is an interesting one because a lot of people feel so much guilt around gifts that they've received that they don't want anymore. And they say, well, uh, could I could declutter it if the person didn't know I was going to declutter it. And because they'll say like somebody will, will, come to visit and ask where the gift is. <laughs> you imagine, where's that gift I gave you? Apparently, sometimes people do that. Now, my question for you is, would you, do you think it's fair to expect people to keep gifts that you give them if they don't want them? 
Do I? (laughs) The answer is clearly no. And, and my feelings might be hurt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that might not feel good. Or I might feel embarrassed. Like when I think about it, I'm like, if I got you something that I was like excited about, yeah. And I saw Robin, like I saw you put it on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> like I would probably feel embarrassed and yeah, just kind of feel like a little bit sad. And I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like that just is. Um, and maybe we have a conversation about it. And maybe that's I mean that's more to do with me (laughs) obviously Mm. um so it's just like yeah when I think about that I'm like but wait I would feel sad so if that person does feel sad but then again that is like that is part of the human experience (laughs) that we have those feelings exactly and that's the thing is so often people are they're like I don't want them to be feel they have their feelings hurt like first of all I would be very discreet about putting things on Facebook marketplace, of course. And I mean, you can always create another account. I'm just saying. The other thing is, you know, say somebody was, you know, I think it all depends on your relationship too. Like say, I think sometimes people say like, oh, their mother-in-law or whatever. And if you think they're going to be super offended, you don't need to tell them. You know, they don't need you to tell them, oh, I'm decluttering this thing. And now, now it's going to, now I I don't want it. I appreciate the gifts that I, every time somebody gives me a gift, I'm so grateful. Like, wow. Like they love me so much. And they gave me a gift. That's lovely. I think that's wonderful. If it is not something I need right now, like say you had it for five years and then you declutter it, then is it okay? Some people would be like, sure. Right. Uh, you know, I think it just depends on your relationship. You could even say to some people, yeah, that's great. It's just not something I would wear. Thank you so much for thinking of me. If you want it, you could say that to somebody because maybe they want it. I don't know. Personally, what I would do is I would declutter it because this is my house. This is my environment. I don't I want to make everybody in my house or in my life feel good all the time, but that's not always possible. And at my expense of my environment and my stress, it truly is your health being surrounded by clutter. If, especially if it's bothering you, keeping something that just doesn't make sense. No. And that's like an exercise in like your own boundaries and like being authentic and true to you. So those may be like some beliefs that you have to work through too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing is gratitude. And this one, some people, they're like, ah, what does gratitude have to do with minimalism? But I think honestly, just being being grateful for what we have and recognizing I don't actually need a bunch of stuff. I'm grateful for the stuff I have. Like often I will say, I'm so grateful for my likes because I can go and run on the treadmill. Like that's something I didn't have to buy that. (laughs) I'm using them while I can, right? I'm grateful for the things I have. I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for the things that I've decluttered, right? I'm grateful for the opportunity to create an environment that supports me and that I love. And I'm really grateful for my decluttered home. Mm-hmm. I love gratitude. I, who doesn't? I love yeah. gratitude. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, like how, how that helps with decluttering. Like, 
how that helps with the decluttering mindset. Like when you are saying like all of these things, like just to show gratitude towards what you have. I think that one of the biggest things is, I think this can also be tied to not viewing things from a place of lack. Like a lot of people, they're like, when I declutter something, then I have less. And I am down something. I'm down this box of things. I'm le- I'm getting rid of it, which, you know, depending on who you are, that language isn't actually helpful. So watching your language is another tip, but also just recognizing like, I'm grateful for the things that I have and I can declutter things and still be so satisfied with my minimalist home and with the things that I have. And I am grateful for my pasta roller, you know, as a minimalist light person, I have my hobbies. I'm going to keep the things that I use. I'm grateful for them. And I'm, I'm just, I'm also just so grateful for the, the opportunity to, at this stage of my life, be now living in, in this sort of home. So I think that it's, it's really looking at it, not from, not looking at things from a place of lack and losing something, but you're actually gaining something. You're gaining the decluttered space. You're gaining the decluttered home. Yeah. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with a few small tweaks bit by bit, you can create that decluttered home, but just by taking on some of these habits. I want to thank you so much for joining me today, Lindsay. Where can people find you? Over on Instagram, loving.with.intention for relationship goodness and so much fun. So I would love to see you there. Awesome. And you can find me on my blog at minimalisthome.ca. And you can also find me on Instagram at Minimalist Home, please. And I want to thank you so much for watching. I hope something great happens for you today, watching and listening. And I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.